the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. Folks, it's all about the word. Not a word, the word. Which word? The word. It's all about the word. Hey, welcome to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Um, in about 15 seconds, it's going to be uh, seven minutes after the top of the hour. And for those of you listening in Washington, D.C., if you just tuned in, you are probably curious about the voice that you are hearing on your radio. My name is Bob Bernie, and I'm filling in for Don Crow today. But I am also doing my program in Columbus, Ohio, Bob Bernie Live. We are simulcasting as we do occasionally. And it's my privilege to once again be able to host both programs at the same time through the wonders of electronic technology. Anyway, it is always a privilege to host my program. It is also a privilege to host Don, Don's program in Washington, D.C. So welcome. My telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Just a slight explanation. I am battling quite a cold. Yeah, just, no, it's not COVID. It's just an old-fashioned cold. Here in Columbus, Ohio, we call it the Columbus crud. And uh, I've got a pretty good dose of it, but I'm coming out of it. Uh, Yesterday, there is no way that I could have talked for two and a half or three hours. No way. But God, in his wonderful sovereignty and his grace, has uh, given me enough voice, I believe, to make it through the entire program. But I'm my voice is a little gravelly and a little weak, and I apologize for that. But it is, again, my privilege. So anyway, thank you. Uh, I hope you were listening before the break. I read to you a quote from John Newton. Yes, the author of Amazing Grace. Most of you may not know that uh, he pastored After the slave ship and after his salvation, he pastored for nearly 40 years. And uh, in his first sermon at St. Mary Woolnoth Church in London, in his very first sermon on December 19, 1779, now again, this is his first sermon to his congregation, and he wants them to know that the Bible— is going to be the absolute final authority of everything that will come from his pulpit. I read it before, but please forgive me for reading it again, but I think it's important 
And it's going to launch us into another story that we need to discuss. He said in part in this very first sermon, The Bible is the grand repository of the truths which it will be the business and the pleasure of my life to set before you. It is the complete system of divine truth to which nothing can be added and from which nothing can be taken with impunity. Every attempt to disguise or soften any branch of this truth in order to accommodate it to the prevailing taste around us, either to avoid the displeasure or to court the favor of our fellow mortals, must be an affront to the majesty of God and an act of treachery to men. My conscience bears me witness that I mean to speak the truth among you. May the grace of God enable me always to do it. He spoke those words on December 19, 1779. They could not possibly be more appropriate for today when there are efforts everywhere to soften the Bible, to soften the approach of the Bible, to accommodate the Bible to culture rather than calling the culture to come in conformity to the Word of God. Compromise everywhere on the truth of Scripture. I don't care what the controversy is, marriage, family, gender, sexuality, all of it. They're all symptoms. The real issue is the Word of God. Let me, let me walk you just through some simple logic. I do not consider myself an especially intelligent individual. I really don't. I'm very average intellectually, and I'm not embarrassed to admit it. It's just true. But I am fairly logical, and I have a good dose of common sense. And maybe I'm prejudiced because of my own intellectual ability. I would prefer common sense and a little bit of logic to great intellect. I know of a lot of educated idiots. And I say that with some respect, but with a great deal of truth. All right, let me walk you through a little bit of simple logic. We begin with, is there a God? Do you believe there is a God? And obviously, you answer yes or no. Well, you could be agnostic, but is there a God? Number two, did he create us? Well, evolution has gone crazy in our world. Why? Because mankind in his fallen state does not want to surrender to God. If God created us, then he has the right to tell us what we should and shouldn't do if he's the creator. This is why evolution is so appealing to so many people. In the heart of every human 
is the desire to do your own thing. Don't tell me what to do. I want to do it myself. And it goes all the way back. In fact, ultimately, it goes back to God. That's why evolution is so incredibly popular. It releases you from responsibility to God. So is there a God? Did he create us? The third question, did he give us his word? Well, today, that is under enormous attack. Well, the Bible is good and the Bible is inspirational. Yes, but did God give it to us? Did God actually inspire the writers to write every single word? And then the final one. If you believe one and two and three, then it makes sense. Does he have the right to define marriage? And the answer, of course, is yes. But you see, if you reject that he created us, you reject ultimately his authority. If you reject the absolute authority of Scripture, well, then man can define marriage. And that's why today the Senate of the United States of America is considering slapping God in the face and saying, we know better than God about marriage. We don't need God's definition. We will allow any person to define marriage any way they want. We don't care what God says. It is the ultimate rejection of the authority of God who created us and created marriage. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Almost every controversial topic in our culture and our society, almost, not all, but almost all, come down, come down to, did God mean what he say, said and say what he meant? That controversy goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. That is, of course, if you really believe that the Garden of Eden happened, which I do, I believe it happened exactly as God said it did. And if you believe that, you understand that the first attack of Satan on humanity, the human race, of which there were only two at that time, the first attack was not atheism. The serpent did not come to Adam and Eve, Eve particularly, and try to convince her that there was no God. That would have been dumb. They talked with God in the garden. They knew God. They knew they were created. So the serpent didn't waste his time trying to convince them that there was no God. And, and may I just slip this in? 
Atheism is not that big a threat. It really isn't. Oh, it's a threat, but it's not much of a threat. So how did Lucifer, Satan, the serpent, attack Adam and Eve? He caused Eve to question the authority of God. Did God say what he meant? Did he mean what he said? Yea, hath God said? Come on, Eve. God didn't really mean that. I mean, he may have said that, but he didn't really mean that. You shall not surely die. And why did God tell you not to touch it? Well, God didn't say, don't touch it. So he questioned the authority of God's word and added just a little bit to God's word, which led to disobedience, rebellion, sin, and ultimately death that has been passed on to every human being ever since. This is the original attack of Satan, not atheism, but on the authority, the final, absolute authority of God's Word. And so we fast forward to today. How many Protestant churches actually believe every single word of Scripture? Is it not true that most mainline, almost all mainline Protestant churches in America today have adopted, yea, hath God said? God may have said that about marriage, but he didn't really mean it. God may have said that he created male and female, but he didn't really mean it. Come on. Do you see that? Nothing has changed. It all comes back to, can you trust, can you believe the Word of God? And the majority of people today have been convinced, no, you you can't. The Bible may be a good book, it may be inspirational, but you can't, you can't believe every word. So where does that lead? Where does compromise on the Word of God and the authority of the Word of God lead. What are things like this? When I read this, I thought it was a Babylon Bee. I thought it was a parody, but no. Recently, a uh, University of Cambridge dean in uh, England, who is... um, the dean of Trinity College uh, of the University of Cambridge was speaking during Evensong, one of the services, at Trinity College Chapel just this past November 20th, just eight days ago. The Right Reverend Dr. Michael Banner said that it is a legitimate assertion that Jesus was probably transgender. 
Excuse me? Say what? Yeah. It, it is a legitimate conclusion that Jesus was probably transgender. Now, the congregation did not respond well. Uh, some walked out in tears. Someone else stood up and, ye- and yelled heresy. Good for them. Good for them. And uh, the, uh, uh, let's see, trying to see here who, one of the high-ranking officials in the Church of England defended this and said, well, you know, it could be, it could be. Now, upon what authority did this right reverend determine that Jesus was probably transgender? You ready for this? Something you read in the Bible? Well, of course not. You see, he had been studying the artwork, the paintings of some 15th century masters, painters. Are you with me? He was studying some paintings from some 15th century 1400s artwork. And he decided, and and I've got to treat this carefully, he determined that from these paintings that the wound that Jesus received on the cross from the spear that was placed in his side looked to him like female genitalia. And I'll leave it at that. I'm trying to be cautious. It looks like the spear wound was female genitalia in his side, and therefore he concluded that Jesus was actually transgender. This is a high-ranking official in the Church of England and defended by other high-ranking officials in the Church of England. Now, did they come to that conclusion by a new interpretation of Scripture? No. By some paintings in the 1400s. But you see, if you don't believe in the final authority of the Bible, well, then you can find truth anywhere. Folks, listen, it's all about the book. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.